If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. You can imagine a 3D study guide with embedded 3D models, 3D breakable experiences that you can annotate, you can dissect, you can move around. What our platform eventually is going to allow you to do is for you to essentially build a lab or build a room that is of your wildest dreams. Inspiring students to explore and have fun while learning interactively is at the core of Aditya Vishwanath's work. Aditya is the co-founder and CEO of Palo Alto-based software development company InSpirit. And he and his team are currently in the process of creating a metaverse for K-12 STEM education. So far, InSpirit has created more than 1,000 3D models and 20 simulations. Just a few things students can do. Interact with a 3D heart, fire a virtual cannon while learning about projectile motion, and get an up-close look at virtual DNA. And much more is coming in this ongoing collaborative project. Aditya, it's been unbelievably just about two years since you and I spoke. In spirit has had a lot of exciting milestones. Would you tell me about what's been happening for you, please? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me here today, Dot. We've been really busy at trying to build the 3D science education platform for teachers and students. That was the mission that we started out with. The aspiration here was that science fundamentally is a hands-on immersive subject. Unfortunately, it is not taught that way today. And we wanted to change that by building tools and building resources that allow teachers to teach in a much more immersive, hands-on engaging way with 3D models, with 3D simulations, with fully 3D VR experiences. In the last couple of years, we started exactly two years ago, which is when we first connected We've been growing pretty steadily, working with a very strong and very fast-growing community of teachers and students across the United States, but also across the entire world, trying to build a series of creator tools that allow teachers to build their own 3D experience. So you can imagine a 3D study guide, study guides that students and teachers use all the time for their homework and learning. You can imagine a 3D study guide, which is a study guide with embedded 3D models, 3D breakable experiences that you can annotate, you can edit, you can dissect, you can move around, you can play with as you read the technical information that one needs to know to understand or learn the subject. You can imagine 3D quizzes. These are quizzes, like traditional quizzes, but embedded in a fully 3D world where you're learning about the heart with a 3D model of a heart. And the quiz questions are embedded on the various parts or the various organs of that 3D asset or whatever it is that we're using. And then more interestingly, what we have recently started to develop are fully multiplayer 3D experiences. So not just 3D models that are embedded into quizzes or study guides, but also fully room scale 3D simulations, what real quote unquote virtual reality aspires to do, which is immerse you in a completely new space where you can move around, explore the entire space in a multiplayer setting with peers, with friends, with avatars, 3D avatars or representations of yourself as you learn these interesting topics. So this is these are the super early stages for, I would say, a big reckoning that's going to be coming and how learning happens online. And with the recent, I would say, milestones around the idea of what a metaverse could look like, what a 3D metaverse could look like, 
it's been very exciting to see more and more teachers get interested in wanting to learn about what we're doing and help us build something that truly works and truly adds value. In our imagination, I'd love to step through how one of those multiplayer experiences works. But first, if I were a teacher and I were hearing this, I would think, ooh, that sounds so cool, but I'm on a teacher's budget. What would be your response? Yeah, absolutely. I think at Inspirit, we always started out with the fundamental belief and the fundamental ideology that access to content, access to learning resources should always be free. We will never and have not and never intend to put our content behind a paywall. I think anyone that's trying to bundle virtual reality or 3D content into a package and sell it to you as a subscription or sell it to you as some sort of a paid bundle is not going to find significant adoption in the long term because increasingly there is a movement in education where people believe that with free resources in videos and text content and other such material, even 3D immersive content should be free. Where we can monetize is in services that we offer on top of that. So imagine if you start running live classes or live events on your platform where teachers can run live classes, tutoring sessions, homework sessions, office hours, there, there may be an opportunity to unlock new sources of revenue for a teacher. But in terms of the fundamental content, what we are building here is experiential interactive resources that we will never put behind a paywall for any teacher. So everything that I spoke about is completely free and a teacher can just sign up, log in and get access to this as well as help us build the next phases of this product. Excellent. And you and I both have total reverence for teachers. You have an excellent reason for that, which we didn't share that yet, but your mom was and is a teacher. Is that not correct? A biology teacher? Exactly. I'm really surprised that you remember. But yeah, she is a a biology teacher and I've grown up in a teacher family. I have been, I've had a few very brief stints in the classroom as well. And my long-term aspiration definitely in the future is to become a teacher in K-12. That was a reason why I chose to get a PhD as well in education. With the idea behind us that you were going to make an awesome teacher, let's step through one of these multiplayer experiences. Suppose that we have, oh, let's say maybe a middle school teacher who Mm -hmm. wants her students to experience, I'm going to choose photosynthesis. How Mm -hmm. might we do this as a multiplayer experience in the metaverse with your software? Yeah, absolutely. So what we, what our platform eventually is going to allow you to do is for you to essentially build a lab or build a room that is of your wildest dreams. You can imagine the Magic School Bus TV show from when we were young, where you could shrink in size or become really large and go visit planets and other universes, go inside the human body, become really microscopic in nature and explore these worlds that are physically not possible for you to reach or for you to access in the real world. So the idea of teaching something like photosynthesis could be the ability for you to maybe shrink in size and enter into the stomata of a leaf and really understand what's happening at the molecular level inside leaf as sunlight is absorbed and as the process of photosynthesis takes place. The ability for that to happen all around you in this 3D world with your peers, with a teacher giving a live voiceover or actually guiding you through this experience is what a 3D world or a 3D simulation could look like. We have a bunch of these. Another one that is really popular is our physics engines and our physics simulators, where you can imagine teaching Newton's second law of motion on the moon throwing a ball, but here the gravity is different. So students get to predict or guess where the ball's going to land following the projectile traced by the ball. And then, hey, let's change gravity. Let's now go to Mars. Let's go to another planet. Let's go into space where there's no gravity. And 
let's try to understand what happens to physical objects as you play and move them around. So the ability for us to build these spaces where you can both experience the intuitive aspects of science and actually get the ability to manipulate and pick and move around these 3D models is what makes this a rich interactive simulation. And you mentioned customizing. What are some of the most creative ways you're seeing teachers customize what you have here on InSpirit? Yeah, so I do have to say, like, we're still working that out right now with our teachers. And one key thing that I need to also kind of add as a caveat is we haven't actually significantly pushed forward the metaverse agenda yet with our teachers because we believe that there is a lot of ground that one can cover even before we get to the fully 3D immersive worlds. Today, the biggest gap in a science classroom is the lack of access to high quality 3D interactive simulations. Exactly two years ago, there were a lot of flash-based animations that teachers used to use to teach and illustrate concepts in the classroom. But in the last two years over the COVID pandemic, a lot of old school software like flash support on browsers has been discontinued. And so there is a huge gap just in the access to immersive interactive resources in the classroom that we are trying to solve first before we try to push this grand vision of a fully multiplayer ecosystem called the metaverse. Right now, what we're building in terms of the creator tools and the customization is the simple stuff. Can a teacher create a simple simulation, add her own annotations to it, gamify it, make it into a quiz, link it to Google Classroom, assign it directly to a student, create a lesson or a lesson plan around it, and share it as easily as she would share a Kahoot. Could she do that for a 3D quiz? Could she do that for a 3D study guide? Could she do that for a 3D simulation? That's what we're solving today. And it's working really well for us. I mean, I think our teachers are really liking the flexibility they get with this and the ownership they get to edit, modify, and build something that truly works for them. We have built all the building blocks on our platform. So as an instructor, you'd have access to probably one of the largest libraries of physics, chemistry, and biology assets, 3D assets, 3D content, and then you can mix and match them. We will work directly with you to build these out as well if there's something that's missing. We have a bunch of teachers that are already working with us full-time and part-time to help us create these labs and resources that are going to be used in the classroom today. It sounds as though if a teacher's listening who might be a little intimidated thinking, ooh, I'm not too technical, you could talk them through. It sounds as though you could step them through and have them making something like that. I do have to say that, I mean, everything that we've built works in the browser. So you require no specialized hardware, no software installation so far. It all just works in the browser exactly as you would build a Kahoot-like quiz or a Nearpod experience. It's as simple as that. We're just building simple, basic 3D simulations, 3D study guides, 3D resources, and then we're going to step it up one notch at a time. The idea here is not to thrust a new technology upon a user because it's new and because it's cool. Rather, the idea is to try to identify actual problems and challenges in the classroom and co-design, co-develop these solutions with teachers. What's been one of the coolest, most fun experiences you've had, let's say within the last six months or so with InSpirit and co-developing with teachers? Oh man, that's such a hard question. And I think it put me in a spot. We've had, I mean, we've had incredible experiences with teachers where we'll get on a Zoom call with them. Everything we do is online. We, we're a fully remote company. We'll get on a Zoom call with them and then we'll do a quick demonstration of say a, a basic cell division or a simple eukaryotic cell 3D simulation. And it's just so exciting to see their jaw drop where we've had so many teachers just eyes widen, this huge smile on their face and go like, where has this been my entire career? Like this is exactly what I have been looking for. 
all this time. And so the moment we hear that, we like to jump onto that moment and ask the teacher if she'd be willing to work with us, just help us iterate, do better, fix these issues. Because right now our only goal is to provide value. And we want to really solve actual classroom problems. In the last three months, just through this process of back and forth iteration with teachers, we now also have a few teachers that work full-time for us on our team as well across various school systems in the country and the world. We've built almost 600 unique study guides, 3D study guides, embedded study guides. We've built, I think, close to a thousand 3D models that are, again, now going to be fully editable. You can annotate it as you wish. You can add your own text, your own customization on top of it and share it very easily. And now we're going to be building hundreds of simulations. Give it a month or so, and that's when we launch the full 3D rooms, the metaverse actual environments, the full rooms and the full labs. We have some demos of that that are live right now on our mobile app, but we're going to be really like doing a targeted launch with teachers in exactly a month or two. And it's just been so amazing to see that genuine curiosity and excitement that teachers have for what we're building and give us very sharp and very critical feedback that allows us to do better. Would it be fair of me to ask for a sneak preview of one of those rooms or labs? Yeah, totally. I mean, one, we have a, what we're doing right now is just building the the basic building blocks. So we're building a, this is going to be an inspired science universe because our focus is and will be science education for the foreseeable future. And you can imagine, I mean, we're just trying to create a prototype of and pushing the boundaries of what one can do to teach science. I mean, we always talk about science is exploring the universe. So let's explore the universe in this 3D space. Our science world, a bunch of maps or a bunch of spaces that we have already created include a lot of biological systems. So ecosystems like rainforests, tundras, deserts, as well as cityscapes, urban environments and neighborhoods traditional science labs that are reimagined in a slightly more futuristic sense, where it's the same idea of what a science lab could look like, but it's in a space station, it's on the International Space Station, it's on the moon, it's on a different planet, it's underwater, it's inside the human body. And that's kind of been where our focus has been. Oh, I want to see this rainforest and the ISS. That is going to be amazing. What do you need most right now? What can people best supply that would help to support you? Yeah, totally. I think Our biggest asset so far has been our ability to work very closely with teachers and get feedback from them. So what we would love right now is if if there's a teacher that's listening to this, we would love for you to reach out to us. If you just get on our website, you can directly contact us through the contact form that's right there, or they can directly email me. And we would love to set up a call with you, show you what we're building, get feedback, get your honest opinions. And also see if you'd like to get involved in more hands-on ways. We have lots of content creators that are teachers. We have lots of marketers and just on the ground kind of research and development folks that are teachers. We have a lot of people in our core team that do content strategy work that are teachers as well. And we have a bunch of openings for part-time as well as full-time teachers. So if you're interested in getting involved in with just a couple of hours a week or a full-time thing, just reach out to me and we almost certainly have an opportunity for you. Where do they reach out and what's the website and link? So the website is inspiritvr.com. That's I-N spirit, S-P-I-R-I-T, V-R.com. And they can just directly email me as well at Aditya, my first name, A-D-I-T-Y-A, at inspiritvr.com. Inspiritvr.com or Aditya at inspiritvr.com. Yep, that sounds perfect. I did want to mention you're also doing a very cool thing in Mumbai. You have a nonprofit by the name of MakerGot, 
what's happening right now for you with MakerGot and how has that influenced your work here in the U.S. within Spirit VR? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was something that I had the privilege of being a part of for the last three years or so. I now help the team with partnerships, with fundraising, and a bunch of other functions that help with the day-to-day. The idea there is, again, a similar to what we're doing at Inspirit, which is hands-on learning, right? We want to bring learning that is hands-on, immersive, meaningful for students. And with MakerGuard, our focus has been more on building physical infrastructure in schools and in classrooms maker spaces specifically, which are free, open community centers that allow you to tinker, play, engage, and learn. The idea of MakerCard, which is run by an amazing and inspiring person and a friend of mine, her name is Azra. The mission there is to just create a movement of grassroots hands-on learning by building these maker spaces and these community labs across schools. And she's been doing that right now in a couple of states. Actually, Mumbai is no longer where we're largely centered on. We work more at the state level in a couple of neighboring states and hoping to expand further um, from there. You've expanded since we even last spoke, which is exciting. That's fantastic. If you could look forward five years to the future, what would you want to have had happen with InSpirit VR and with MakerGuy? My aspiration has always been to make learning fundamentally a quest for curiosity and something that inspires wonder in children and in learners. I grew up through an education system that was largely emphasizing memorization and information retrieval, information storage, and not really critical thinking. I would love to, in my own small ways, try to shift the entire curriculum or the entire education system towards a place where learning is fundamentally curiosity-driven. Science is a no-brainer in that sense because it is an experiential subject to begin with, and as are all other subjects, but science is a much more intuitive and a low-hanging fruit that one can start with. But my aspiration is to expand to all other subjects, the social sciences, the languages, math, a bunch of other topic areas that should also start thinking about learning as an experience, as something that inspires that curiosity in students. If I can do that in my own small way by building products, by creating movements on the ground, I would be in a very happy place in five years. Did I also see on InSpiritVR.com that you're going to have the students creating content ultimately? Yes, we do work with a bunch of students, specifically middle and high schoolers, because I mean, finally, they are using these experiences. So their perspective is also very important. Oh, one thing that I also should have mentioned earlier is for teachers, and maybe eventually for students too, we actually are also building a bunch of courses. We have a VR certification course that we're building right now. We're building a bunch of other metaverse and 3D courses. Again, all of this is going to be 100% free. The idea here is to create more advocacy and education around these topics. How does one use existing resources out there to bring 3D learning, immersive learning, interactive learning to the classroom without getting bogged down by these words? I mean, metaverse has such a confusing connotation to it today because it's such a new and emerging concept. Even virtual reality can signal something that's expensive, that's bulky, that's far away, that's out of reach for students or teachers, especially for someone that may not have access to those resources today. And our goal is also to build those courses and those tutorials that can help onboard more and more and more teachers and students into this ecosystem and then start using and getting familiar with these products. And so that would be another call to action from my side is if you're a student or a teacher and you want to learn about these things, we're building content for you to even learn about these new tools and about this new movement that is coming.
just now when you said metaverse, I automatically had the mental image of big companies, corporations, money, and that is the exact opposite of what you're doing right here. Yeah, the metaverse has been an academic concept. It has been an idea that has persisted for decades in science fiction and popular culture and research. And today, unfortunately, like you said, is it refers to something that feels unsafe, that feels like it could be a place. that might not be a place you would want children to be you know you would want children to learn and explore in which is why a huge emphasis for us is to take a teacher first approach to building these because what we need to build is something that has to be safe that has to be secure that has to be something that truly solves problems it's not cool that's not why we're doing it we're doing it because it actually solves specific challenges and specific problems around learning engagement and curiosity driven education i this is a big reason why we don't even use the word metaverse in our branding or our messaging too much because we still think that working with teachers and helping them understand these concepts onboarding them with these courses with these content resources are the first steps we need to take before we can kind of really start talking about what the next steps could look like here there are problems today that we can solve in much simpler ways which is what we're focusing on right now and the other thing that intrigued me looking over your website last time we talked you said that you were focusing on middle school and on up but now it's k through 12 how did you come to make that shift i mean the the really lovely thing about what we're building is it's finally just 3d content that's customizable so if you're a teacher in k through 5 for example in kindergarten and you're trying to demonstrate the parts of the body for example we have content for you we have 3d models of the entire human body of animals of organ systems of organs that you can just take and annotate the way you wish and just have your students play with it so the idea for us was this is a customizable platform that anybody should be able to use why we decided to expand our focus we're still i mean most of the teachers we work with are still in middle and high school but we do have a lot of teachers and interest coming from younger and older audiences I could see this being a lot of fun for teachers in the arts especially creating stuff in the metaverse. I just said the word and also just talking about how art and science intersect. What yep. would you say has been one of the best lessons that you've learned this past year or so about creating powerful and compelling VR content? Yeah, that's a very good question. I would say that I think one of the most important lessons is getting the curriculum or the the pedagogy aspects of it right before we even jump into the possibilities of what one can build in the 3d space really understanding how this aligns with learning outcomes with lesson plans with standards so if you are a teacher in a school that follows the ngss curriculum the next generation science standards if you follow a local state curriculum for example trying to understand what the curriculum expects you to be teaching and what it expects the learning outcomes to be and then building content that aligns with those outcomes that's when this works the magic happens when you have that alignment in place and the only way we can accomplish this or any education company can accomplish this is by staying very close to the classroom and that's why we do work so much with teachers because finally if you just built a metaverse or if you just built a 3d experience or a vr experience that was not aligned with learning it would not be used however cool it is because it is not aligned with the goals that are prescribed by the local governments by policy and by the day to day in the classroom that's been i think the biggest learning for us aditya said the development of these free resources is a highly collaborative process i'd love to once again i mean chat with anyone that's a science teacher out there or a stem teacher or even a teacher that's not in any of these fields if you have ideas for us you want to get involved you want to participate in our courses i'm always looking to learning from all of you finally aditya 
what would you say has been one of the lessons of the past couple of years working within Spirit about innovation, creativity, and making a difference? Hmm. Let's see. For me, I think one of the biggest lessons has been to not underestimate the potential of ideas that students can have and that teachers can have when it comes to imagining what learning could look like. I think some of our best ideas for 3D experiences, for 3D labs, for immersive content has come from somebody that we talked to, somebody that saw what we were doing and said, hey, that's cool, but have you thought of doing this? And then we were like, oh, wow, yeah, let's do that. That's amazing. Let's build that. And I think that's been one of the bigger learnings for me. The other learning also is that all of this that I've been talking about might seem like it's new information to someone that's an outsider to the field of education, but this is obvious stuff for a teacher, right? I mean, every teacher that teaches in a science or an, or, or any classroom or any subject um, wants her students to have that spark in their eyes. She wants that sense of curiosity to be stimulated in the classroom. Unfortunately, technology that exists in the classroom is limited to Google Slides and 2D flat screen content, right? Content that's mostly passive, it's text-based, it's reading a textbook, it's completing an assignment that's a written test. It lacks that hands-on tactile piece to it. It lacks that collaborative piece to it. And so the limitation has not been in the awareness or the advocacy around bringing interactive learning. The limitation has been in technology and in tooling. What excites me and the biggest learning for me in the last two or three years is that now the technology has reached a place where this can be in the pockets of any user, of anybody. And that's why I think this is the time to be building a product that truly challenges what sorts of resources teachers use to teach with and how we can empower them with more powerful immersive resources. Aditya, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was fun. You and I have been listening to Aditya Vishwanath, co-founder and CEO of Palo Alto-based software development company, InSpirit. As Aditya mentioned, InSpirit's resources are free to educators and students, and they're constantly being updated. Find out more at InSpiritVR.com. And if you're an educator who'd like to be involved in helping to create content, Aditya would like to hear from you. You can contact him at Aditya at InSpiritVR.com. His name is spelled A-D-I-T-Y-A. Once again, Aditya at InSpiritVR.com. And get a look at InSpiritVR's free resources, including 3D lesson plans, simulations, videos, and their library of 3D models at InSpiritVR.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.